This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the records continue to fall. The deaths of 872 Floridians were reported over the past week. That's the largest weekly toll since the pandemic began. The state reported 9,344 new cases of coronavirus Sunday. There were almost 74,000 in the past week, and that brings Florida's total to almost 424,000, more than any state but California. We passed New York on Saturday for the number two spot. Today on Sunrise In-Depth, you'll hear the voices from the front line of the pandemic, the people who do not get invited to the governor's press conferences. Dr. Mona Mangat is an allergy and immunology specialist from St. Petersburg. What I'm seeing in my practice every day is that people are afraid. They're not just afraid that they're going to get the coronavirus or that they might die from the coronavirus. I think they're afraid because they sense that no one is really in charge. Um, It's kind of like, where are all the adults? It's pretty clear that no one is in charge and no one's really working on this problem. Christina Hernandez is a laboratory medical technologist from Pinellas County. She's responsible for all those COVID tests. She says the essential medical workers who are being hailed as heroes are not getting hazard pay or even a raise when they're risking their lives. We just got a message the other day about how successful our hospital HCA is doing, how the stock prices have increased. The heroes are not seeing any of that. And it makes us feel like we're just being used were just statistics as well, and possibly the next patients if we get sick. Dr. Ronald Saff is an allergist in Tallahassee and a member of Physicians for Social Responsibility. He's been critical of the governor's response since the early days of the pandemic. I really feel that the governor has blood on his hands. I really think that he's part of a a far right-wing death cult, and it's quite scary. This speakout was organized by Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, an independently elected member of the state cabinet who's been ignored by the governor during the pandemic. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and check in with a Florida woman who got the best of a 17-foot python. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, July 27th. If Governor Ron DeSantis is walking a bit funny today, it might be that story in the Washington Post. They tore him a new one over the weekend. The headline, Coronavirus Ravaged Florida as Ron DeSantis Sidelined Scientists and Followed Trump. Let me read you one paragraph. As the virus spread out of control in Florida, decision-making became increasingly shaped by politics and divorced from scientific evidence. According to interviews with 64 current and former state and administration officials, health administrators, epidemiologists, political operatives, and hospital executives. The crisis in Florida, these observers say, has revealed the shortcomings of a response built on shifting metrics, influenced by a small group of advisors, and tethered at every stage to the Trump administration, which has no unified plan for addressing the national health emergency, but has pushed for states to reopen. Now, of course, most Floridians don't need to read the Washington Post to realize what's happening during this pandemic. We wake up to that sobering reality every single morning which is one reason the governor's job approval rating is now underwater. The Florida Hospital Association has released the OPEN plan, designed to allow Florida's safe resumption of elective surgeries and procedures. OPEN stands for O, observe the COVID-19 rate of community occurrence. P, prevent transmission. E, establish the process to restore elective surgeries and procedures. And N, network with all healthcare providers. You can read the open plan today at FHA.org. Throughout the crisis, DeSantis has served as the voice of Florida's COVID response. He brings doctors and hospital administrators to his press conferences to spout statistics or platitudes that sound 
shall we say, well-rehearsed? He also brings state officials from time to time, the ones he can count on to parrot his policies. That's why you will never see Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed by his side, even though she's an independently elected member of the Florida cabinet. So Freed set up a video roundtable with a group of frontline health care workers to have them say the sort of things the governor will not allow at his press conferences. COVID-19 is a public health crisis unlike anything that we've ever faced. Cases, deaths, hospitalizations, positivity rates, and ICU usage have skyrocketed in the past few weeks. Now is when Florida most needed clear, uniform direction focused on saving lives. Let me be clear, COVID-19 is no one's fault, but it's no secret that I've been critical of the governor's response. I wanted to be a team player, um, but I think his unsteady leadership has created uncertainty and confusion for, Florida's, for Floridians that many may be even deadly. True leadership means making tough decisions and tough calls when it matters most and doing what is right for Florida. That's why I called on the governor to pass a statewide stay-at-home order several weeks before he actually did so, because science shows that it flattens the curve. That's why I called the governor to pass a statewide mask order earlier this month, because again, science shows that it slows the spread. And that's why I called on the governor in a 10-page report to help provide PPE for vulnerable populations like farm workers, because science shows they are at risk and often without health coverage. Most of all, that's why I'm calling on the governor to listen to the frontline health workers and health professionals like each of you here today. We can't afford to keep going in this wrong direction when so many lives are on the line. While many of my recommendations have gone unanswered and ignored by the governor, I'm hopeful he will listen to all of you, the ones on the front lines. As the on-the-ground voices of this crisis, you deserve to be respected and listened to, and that's what we're here to do today. Dr. Mona Mangan of St. Petersburg says the medical community is doing everything it can to contain the virus, but she believes there has been a failure of leadership in Washington and Tallahassee. In the midst of this global pandemic, with no end in sight, our elected officials, Governor DeSantis and our president, um, are acting like everything's fine, like we're not in the midst of a global pandemic and everything is not fine. We still don't have enough PPE. I also practice in an outpatient practice and um, my staff and I, um, I'm procuring my own PPE from China. Uh, we're reusing uh uh, KN95s for up to five to seven days at a time. We may have adequate supply of testing right now. Results are taking anywhere between five and 10 days to come back. We know we only have about a third as many contact tracers as we need for the state of Florida. Uh, the data that's coming out of the state, um, actually at the national level as well, is um, it's it, there's a lot of mistrust and distrust surrounding it because of the secrecy around it. And it seems like there is no, it's not, it's, it's not that it seems, there is no national strategy uh, to combat this uh, pandemic. And it's a, it's a failure of leadership on so many levels. And in our state, obviously, Governor DeSantis is uh, not, leading, um, not leading at all. And what I'm seeing in my practice every day is that people are afraid. They're not just afraid that they're going to get the coronavirus or that they might die from the coronavirus. I think they're afraid because they sense that no one is really in charge. Um, it's kind of like, where are all the adults? And I don't remember ever in my life in the United States having this sense of uh, that somebody isn't taking care of this and that, you know, adults and experts aren't doing the right thing. Because right now, it, it's pretty clear that no one is in charge and um, 
no one's really working on this problem. And it feels like Governor DeSantis is singularly focused on reopening schools and businesses. And that is against sound medical advice. And it feels like that decision is based in politics and not in science. And if we know anything, we know that science is what's gonna save us uh, from this pandemic. So I want our elected officials, um, Governor DeSantis, to be focusing on real solutions that are gonna save lives in Florida. That means procuring PPE for all healthcare workers and frontline um, workers. It means making sure that we have COVID testing that is adequate and that results come back in a timely fashion. It means ensuring that there is a mask mandate so that everyone is masking. It means making sure that we bring in the resources we need to have enough contact tracing so that when we do open these businesses and schools, hopefully in a safe manner, we'll be able to contact trace because we know that case, uh, cases of COVID will rise when that happens. And I think it's really important in this moment to try to focus on strengthening public policies so that sick people don't feel compelled to go to work when they're sick and that parents don't have to make a decision to send their children to school in a brick and mortar setting because they can't afford childcare. Um, my hope is that we can finally have leadership in Tallahassee and in Washington that puts science behind all public policy. Linda Axadius is an emergency room technician from Miami-Dade. She is tired of hearing people call healthcare workers the heroes of the pandemic when they're being treated as expendables. First and foremost, I want to express the love that we have for our jobs and the communities that we serve. We are asking Governor DeSantis and the White House and also all levels of government to show us and not tell us how you feel in a form of staffing, PPE, hazard pay, and sick leave provisions for frontliners who risk our lives and our family lives every shift. All governments at all levels need to step up and out of the political front. These are lives we are gambling with, our lives. Those who care for you and those we have to go home to love as well. Government are making unnecessary mistakes. For example, closing states too late, reopening too early, not mandating masks, not placing temporary regulations to save lives as we do for you and your loved ones. It's not right. Wanting to save lives should be instinct, not just for the trained. Calling us a hero by staffing three nurses, two techs in a 30-room ER is cruel. Mandating that we wear a soiled mask multiple shifts before providing another one is cruel. Requiring frontliners and ICU nurses to do overtime before giving us crumbs of pay is cruel not providing easy testing options for frontliners and having to wait three weeks before I or anyone can kiss our children is cruel. You call us heroes. Is this how you choose to treat your hero? And then there's Tallahassee allergist, Dr. Ronald Saff, who has been on the governor's case throughout this crisis. He's a member of Physicians for Social Responsibility and has taken part in several protests outside the governor's mansion. I really feel that the governor has blood on his hands. Um, I think that pretty soon some biostatistician or epidemiologist is gonna come out with a scientific paper and that person is gonna be able to calculate how many unnecessary deaths have occurred in Florida 
because the governor didn't do the right thing. Specifically, uh, he uh, didn't close down the Florida economy soon enough. He reopened businesses prematurely several months ago. And of course, uh, most alarming now, uh, there's not a mask mandate for the state of Florida. And our contact tracing program is just horrible. Um, so he's, he's really responsible um, for this. Um, you know, FEMA is sending 14 mortuary trucks to the state of Texas, 14 refrigerated mortuary trucks to Texas because the virus deaths are, are going up there and the areas hardest hit are running out of um, places for corpses. So the mortuary trucks are being called in. When are we gonna be calling in uh, mortuary trucks for the state of Florida? I'm worried that it's gonna be way too soon as um, our ICUs uh, are, are getting overrun with COVID patients. So uh, again, you know, I, I've heard uh, Governor DeSantis speak. Uh, he has a nice public appearance. His, his hair is well-groomed. He always has a coat and tie on. He strings his sentences together well. Uh, he studied at Harvard and Yale. But when you pull back those superficialities, I really think that he's part of a, a far right-wing um, death cult. And it's quite scary. Uh, he lives here in Tallahassee, not too far from my office. And the Centers for Disease Control, just a mere 265 miles away, yet the governor refuses to take the Centers for Disease Control advice. And in fact, uh, third world countries like Rwanda and Ethiopia have uh, mask mandates where Florida uh, does not. I think this is uh, a crying shame. His own handpicked Florida Surgeon General Scott Rifkes advocates wearing masks in, in, in public. The Florida Medical Association representing tens of thousands of Florida physicians recommends that everyone in Florida wear a mask while out in public. The governor says he's a fiscal conservative, but just think of how many Floridians are in Florida hospitals and intensive care units unnecessarily because he's failed to um, enact a mass mandate and the contact tracing program here is horrible. Just think of the millions and millions and millions of dollars that's costing Florida taxpayers because uh, it's extremely expensive to have somebody in an ICU Speaking of death cults, there have now been almost 442,000 infections and 5,972 fatalities in Florida. We will pass the 6,000 mark when the latest numbers are reported today. Now, you've heard some rather harsh words about the governor today. I realize there is no chance he listens to this podcast because, well, he wouldn't like what he hears. And when that happens, the governor tends to tune out. So I went looking for people to say nice things about the gov. Fortunately, The Daily Show on Comedy Central did all the work. They went back through all the old Fox News programs to find talking heads saying nice things about the governor before everything went to hell in a handbasket. Florida got it right. Texas got it right. And guess what? Now it's time for all the states to follow their lead. Governor DeSantis now looks like a genius. Ron DeSantis of Florida, the governor, doing a fantastic job in Florida. Governor, those dire predictions have not come true. They look to Florida and they look at Texas that have reopened and it hasn't led to a massive second wave. In a very real sense, uh, 
Uh, Florida is leading the way. It's been two months, and Florida has figured out how to manage this pretty effectively. Governor DeSantis, who's doing a phenomenal job, the state of Florida, which happens to be my great home state. I can't get to Florida or Texas fast enough. We're glad you're opening up. We're ready to have some sunshine and get out of the house. It's great to be in Florida, and I'm going to be back here in a week. So if you're wondering why the governor thought he was doing such a good job, blame it on Fox News for portraying him as a hero that other governors should emulate. Speaking of reopening too soon, the DeSantis administration has announced it will begin drafting a plan that would allow Florida's struggling breweries and bars to reopen. Department of Business and Professional Regulation Secretary Halsey Bashirs says he'll set meetings throughout Florida with breweries and bars to discuss ideas about reopening. Now, they tried that once before. The results were so bad the state had to shut them down all over again. The announcement comes after the Florida Brewers Guild sent a letter to Bashirs and DeSantis, pleading with them to make an exception for their industry. They claim more than 100 breweries are at risk of permanently closing within the next two weeks. There are more than 320 of these breweries that employ approximately 10,000 people in Florida. Your calendar of events starts today with a rare in-person news conference. The Secretary of the Department of Elder Affairs, along with Elder Affairs Services and the Agency on Aging for North Florida, will discuss the importance of seniors receiving mental health and nutritional services during the pandemic. State Representative Geraldine Thompson of Windermere will also hold a live news conference at 1030 in the Florida Press Center about a lawsuit she filed challenging the appointment of Palm Beach County Circuit Judge Renatha Francis to the Florida Supreme Court. The governor appointed her even though she's not eligible to serve until September 24th, which is when she'll meet the legal requirement of serving 10 years in the Florida Bar. The South Florida Regional Planning Council holds an online meeting at 1030. The Criminal Justice Estimating Conference will analyze numbers in the criminal justice system starting at 1.30. And leaders of the United Faculty of Florida and the Florida Education Association are holding an online news conference at 2, where they will call for colleges and universities to use remote learning in the fall semester because of the pandemic. Finally today, let's check in with Florida man's better half, and she's way better. A Florida woman catches a 17-foot python. Amy Suey works for the South Florida Water Management District as a python hunter and spotted the reptile on the side of U.S. Highway 41 in Collier County earlier this week. That python weighed in at 110 pounds, measured 17 feet 3 inches. That's just short of the record for the district, which is 17 feet 7 inches. And a Florida man is telling Donald Trump to use hollow-point bullets to end police brutality protests in Portland. Rick Wiles of Vero Beach is a pastor, radio host, and conspiracy theorist who claims there is a secret stockpile of two billion bullets hoarded under the Obama administration for the purpose of quelling an uprising. He says Donald Trump should use those, what he calls, Obama bullets to stop the protests in Portland. So much for Christian love. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.